Welcome to Everlasting Minute, your thrice-weekly sweet treat, where we analyze each lights, camera, action minute of the 1971 film, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I am Jason Kirk, and with me, as always, is David Kincannon. Um, I don't really know what happens if you split a photograph up into a million of tiny pieces other than you get a puzzle. Yeah, and then someone just has to put it together at the end. Right. Yeah, that's no fun. Also, David, look at this photograph. (laughs) Uh, I, I can't believe you brought it back to Nickelback. Everything always comes back to Nickelback, David. Just like the fact this is minute number 88. I don't know how that connection is. Uh, but this minute begins with Wonka interrupted and ends with Mike TV asking, how can you take it? We'll figure that out later. We will. So <clears throat> there's a lot. Of, this is a very dialogue heavy minute. <laughs> yes, it is. Mike is uh, interrupting Wonka. Wonka is starting to explain how television works. Mike being, a, you know, the uh, the genius, the television genius that he is, gives a very bad explanation and involves photographing something. And then the photograph is split up into millions of tiny pieces. And they go whipping through the air down here, TV where they're all put together again in the right order. Perfect. Wonka looks at him and says, you should open your mouth a little wider when you speak. <laughs> So I said to myself, if they can do it with a photograph, why can't I do it with a bar of chocolate? So then he says he's going to send the chocolate bar from one end of the room to the other. And Jason, I don't know if you if you've caught this. This is different than television. This is wildly different than television. Because the last time I checked, when you do television, you're not actually sending the actors somewhere else. Oh, wait, you mean the actors don't show up in your room and just reenact the show for you? Dude, you gotta, no, I, you gotta upgrade to that 4K, man. It's pretty special. Apparently. Jeez. And this dude had this in 71? Wow. Interesting. Well, when you're the richest chocolate baron in the world, at least I'm assuming that's what he is. I suppose that's true. Um, he says that it has to be, it's a very large chocolate bar that he points to sitting on a platform in front of the, uh, the, the very large three Oompa Loompa tall camera. He says it has to be big because whenever you transmit something by television, it always ends up smaller on the other end, womp, womp. which isn't really true, especially nowadays. It's just that they, o- I got I, a big TV. It's just that they only had small screens back then. Right. So then he tells everybody to put their goggles on and says lights, camera, action. Um, there is a flash and Mrs. TV for some reason screams. Uh, yeah, that that is always stuck out to me in this movie. It it's doesn't just make any thing. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wonka says you can remove your goggles. Charlie asks where the chocolate is. And Wonka points up to some like weird digital special effect that we can see, but I'm not sure if they can see. Do you think they could see? Do you think this is diegetic? I always thought it was. Okay. So Wonka says it's flying over our heads in a million pieces. I don't actually think there's a million pieces there. I'm not going to count it. One, two, three. Hold on. I'll be done in a minute. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Uh, just another couple seconds. Three, seven. 
18. Oh, crap. All 42. right. Wait, I'm backing up. Okay, ready? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. 21. Seven, eight. Oh, dang it, David. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Is the bit old yet? <laughs> Did we kill it? I think so. Okay. Uh, and then he says, now watch the screen because here it comes. There it is. Take it. And so he's like, he's like trying to, he like does some like fiddling with dials. He's like changing the tracking. Or was this, he do that later? <laughs> I don't care when he does it. I just am shocked to, to know that someone actually remembers changing the tracking. Oh yeah. You fixed tracking on your, on your VCR. You sure did. Oh, he's got the key. He's got like a keyboard or a console over to the side of the, and he's messing with that. Funny thing is, that's it's what actually brings it Max. Ooh. Yeah. It's a HD DVD. <laughs> I had that for the five minutes it existed. It's a better format than Blu-ray, actually. It actually but. was, but it didn't have it didn't have the backing of Sony and a certain uh, industry that puts out m- m- lots and lots of movies every year. So that's true. That is true. Um, and then Mike ends the ends of the minute with "How can you take it?" Which, the, as we already know, the it is the chocolate bar. True. So. Based on that, and I mean, Mike is right to question it because, I mean, in sort of, Mike is both right and dense. Because he's right in that he's, this has been described to him as being like television and television is just a picture. However, he's also dense because he did see the chocolate bar there and then not there. So apparently he also thinks that uh, the, the actual actors get, like when he was watching that Western earlier in the movie, apparently he thought that horse was actually in his house. Yeah, little horse and his TV right there. That's right. Yeah. Um. So he says he describes television as photographing something and then the photograph is split up into millions of tiny pieces and they go whizzing through the air down to your TV set where they're all put together in and all put together again in the right order. This is a this is sort of like. This feels like somebody has described the way it works to him in like way in the way that a 12 year old might understand it. And pretty much it, it literally is like just taking a puzzle and throwing it across the room. <laughs> and having it magically put back together. Exactly. Also, they make zero mention of the Heisenberg compensator. Obviously, they know nothing about transportator t- transportation technology. Okay. Excellent. Somebody's got to get that. So if you were to describe television, to how television works to somebody, how would you do it? Oh, geez. I didn't know I was going to, I didn't know there's a quiz involved. Holy cow. Um, so what happens is the, the, the image goes through the camera. Now this image could be both a, actually, because they, they almost make it sound like someone takes a, a picture and just puts it, which no, it's, there's moving pictures, obviously on television. Um, the camera takes it and it goes through, uh, it's broken down into a uh, nowadays it's a digital signal and that's put out. Right. It's sent up to a satellite, which then is then redistributed either through another satellite. If you have like DirecTV or um, Dish or it goes to a satellite to your local cable company, which is probably a terrible company and you probably hate dealing with them. And then it gets transmitted through either nowadays it's either coax or fiber optic if you're if you're really special. Fair enough. I wish there I had fiber go. optic. You and me both. Yup. 
So it's very similar. It's very similar to, especially back then, uh, it's very similar to radio in that it was these pictures were the, the moving pictures were turned into a, a signal, um, a wave signal that was then broadcast through antennas. It's on, so. it's on the zeros and ones, David, zeros and ones. That's right. That's right. Um, sorry, I got caught up in my head there. <laughs> uh, so after, um, after Mike TV's explanation, Wonka looks at him and says, open your mouth a little wider when you speak, which is true. He does need to do that. I almost feel, I almost wonder if that was like, if the way Mike explained it was, um, directed by Mel Stewart to be that way mm. so that he could give, so that Wonka could give that line and have it make sense. Yeah, I could see that. Or if, yeah. Or if they added that line because of how, uh, Paris Themen spoke. Or, I mean, it's just, uh, Wonka being sarcastic to the little kid. Yeah. That's, that's a valid third option. Now, one um, thing I, it is all, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, in, in this minute especially, and it might be, okay, then a couple things here, actually. So this is a this is a good example of a minute where they use, like, no ADR, um, or, they actually, or if they do use ADR, they did a perfect job putting enough reverb and echo in it to make it sound like they were actually talking in the, you know, the echoey room like they are. Right. So either one of those two happens. So good, you know, for as much as we've kind of had some issues with the sound and sound design and stuff, they nail it in this scene for sure. Um, they really do. Yeah. But I also noticed that Mike's voice seems a little more high-pitched, if you will, like almost the not the full helium effect, but almost partially. I almost wonder if, like, in the order of shooting for this, Maybe his voice started dipping down a little bit, and maybe they had to, in post, maybe put a little more high end to it. Oh, he, maybe. He does sound slightly more squeaky, if you will. Yeah, Although I can see that. It's also the most he's spoken throughout the entire film, so that could be it as well. That is very true. But it's just, it definitely, the more I listen to it, the more it's like, he just seems like he's almost an octave higher now. So it's almost like they were overcompensating for something. That's true. Um, so this minute has another uh, literary quote. Did you know that? I'm trying to think what it... Well, lights, camera, action? No. Oh, okay. Open your mouth a little wider when you speak is actually a literary quote. Well, I should have known because Wonka said it. Right. Uh, it is from it is from a passage in Through the Looking Glass, oh. which is Lewis Carroll's sequel to Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. What's the context of that? Um, it is the Queen of Hearts speaking to Alice. Okay. So they are, Alice has seen the Queen's garden. And she was, she like basically gets in the Queen's way. She's like trying to get to the garden. And the Queen is basically, she's telling her how to behave. Um, she tells her to curtsy while you're thinking what to say. It saves time. And Alice says, you know, Al it says Alice wondered a little at this, but she was too much in awe of the queen to disbelieve it. I'll try it when I get home. She thought to herself the next time I'm a little late for dinner. 
It's time for you to answer now, the queen said, looking at her watch. Open your mouth a little wider when you speak and always say your majesty. Yeah, so, so it is. It's very much like an etiquette type thing. Yeah, basically. Huh. Although he doesn't always use these things in the context of which they were originally meant. So no, no, not always. Yeah, I honestly, I didn't even think of that one being like a literary one because it just seemed like something some smartass he'd say to a little kid who won't shut up. <laughs> right, and that's definitely how it's played. Oh yeah. Um. So. He says that if he wonders, he's, he wondered why, if they can do it with a photograph, why can't he do it with a bar of chocolate? Which is like possibly the most Willy Wonka thing he could possibly say. True. Because it doesn't actually make sense. No. <laughs> because what we have here is this isn't television. This isn't anything like television. He has basically created teleportation. With not great effect or some 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 bad side effects, I guess, is what I'll say. Yeah, that covers it. Um, you know, this flies in the face of modern of current science, which um, mostly believes that macroscopic macroscopic objects like human beings or a chocolate bar uh, cannot be teleported. Right, or if they're, if you do find a way to do it, it's basically that you take the original, you basically destroy it, and then you rebuild a copy. So you're never actually right. getting transported. Uh, it right. reminds me a lot of a thing that happened in a certain movie we watched recently on Pavagacy. Um Oh, I guess I shouldn't give spoilers, so check out our recent uh, Summer Shame movies to figure out which one that was. There you go. There you go. So he has figured out a way to break down a basically disintegrate a chocolate bar and then reassemble it in a different place. With so he explains that when you send something by television, it gets smaller. Obviously, as we said, this is because of the size of screens. This is we're not actually nothing is actually getting smaller because nothing's actually transporting anywhere. Um, what do you suppose? So if, if trans, if teleportation were possible, what would be the explanation for the loss of mass in the chocolate bar? I mean, really, is it even, is it even feasible that there would be one? I think it really just comes down to the fact that back when they made this movie, there weren't very big TVs. So, yeah, ergo, if you're transporting something via television, you're transporting yeah. it to a smaller receiver. Yeah, I guess that's it. Um, also, if you can if you can reach in and grab something, it's not a screen. It's a platform at that point. Right. Good point. So, huh? We're we're just a, we're debunking the heck out of this scene. Yeah, this this scene is a, the, the the science of this scene is a little specious. We're like MythBusters, except we don't hate each other. <laughs> Comb your mustache. <laughs> Actually, take off that stupid and take off that stupid beret. You leave my beret out of this. 
you ginger. How dare you? <laughs> hey, you're mean, I'm mean. I reject your reality and substitute my own. That is one of my favorite things to say in like real life, though. I will I will give Adam that much credit. There you go. Um so we are gonna talk more about this uh this quote unquote television stuff in the next minute. But until then, uh, you can check us out online. We are all over the place. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Search for uh, Wonka Podcast on Twitter. Uh, Everlasting Minute on Facebook. Uh, our Facebook group is Willy Wonka's Golden Ticket Winners. We have a website, everlastingminute.com. Check that out. You can email us, everlastingminute at gmail.com. Or you can search for us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. And you can give us a rating and review. We are a part of the Movies by Minutes community, moviesbyminutes.com. We uh, we love that group. Um, they've been very kind to us, uh, including some of our favorite podcasts. Uh, check the OGs or, of course, the Star Wars Minute. Uh, I am very fond of the two gentlemen who do the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross Minute, Matt Zumbo and uh, Bill Weingardner. Shout out to those two. Um, they do good work over there. I really enjoy that podcast. Yeah, so much episode, they can only put out one per week. They do one per week, and they actually got um, they got quite a coup a, co- a couple of, about a month ago. When this comes out, it's probably been about a month and a half. Um, they actually had a member of the crew come in for an interview. Uh, well, let me guess, first grip? No. Oh, uh, she was a production assistant. Ooh, but she had a she had a particular pedigree. Uh, she was actually James Foley, the director's sister. Oh. Still is actually. Well, yes. <laughs> um, there you go. But she and Bill have known each other for quite a while through uh, you know stuff around New York, and so they did an interview with her, and they have actually been trying to push been trying to use that to uh, get a potential interview with James Foley himself. Oh, that'd be fantastic for those guys. Yeah. So they are still working on that, but yes, they were able to, uh, they were able to get his sister whose first name is escaping me at the moment. Well, I have a feeling Um, that um, aside from obviously the director and the producers, a production assistant is probably about as good a resource as you can get because they're involved in so much of the production and stuff. It was a it was a fascinating interview. Um, she had a she had a lot of interesting things to say. Nice. So, yeah, it's really good. So, as you're getting caught up, you can certainly go listen to that. So, yeah, check them out. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross minute with Zumbo and Weingartner. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we will see you back here on Wednesday. Uh, until then, remember, time is a precious thing. Never waste it. Strike that. Reverse it.
This show was produced by Povacacy Productions and is part of the soon-to-be-named network. See more at soon-to-be-named-network.com. 